Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. We want to thank everyone for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. We're going to get started in one moment, everybody. We're going to get started in one moment, one moment, one moment. Going to get started in one moment, so go ahead and sh- share and invite your friends and, and your families, and uh, we're going to go ahead and get started in a moment. We're going to talk about the dietary law today, brothers and sisters. We're going to talk about the dietary law today. Um, so much has come up about that over the past week that we're going to go ahead and address it, and we're going to go ahead and talk about it on today's show. So while you're inviting people and I'm inviting people and we're getting ready to go Facebook Live, then um, we definitely, brothers and sisters, want you to go ahead and share this, share this, share this, share this, share this. So we're going to give us a moment. We'll get started shortly. Go ahead, bro. Okay. Okay. All right, brothers and sisters. All right, we're going to get started in a moment, in a moment, in a moment. I am uh, sharing the text and uploading... For Facebook Live, we're going to talk about the dietary law. <clears throat> is the dietary law in the book of Leviticus still um, relevant? Is it still relevant today? That's what we're going to talk about on today's show. That's what we're going to talk about on today's show. So, again, um, I am sending text messages out now, and when you receive them, then... Um, Send them off and share with your brothers and your sisters so that we can all go through this Bible and find out what's in it. Again, we can all go through this Bible and find out what's in it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I think we're ready now. I think we're ready. One more text message and I think we're ready. For those who just tuned in, we're talking about the dietary law. Here on POET Radio, we're talking about the dietary law.
pages. Twelve pages. There we go. For those who just tuned in, I want to say welcome to the show. We're about to get started. We are about to get started. There we go. All right. There you go, right there. God, God afternoon, God evening, God evening, God evening to everybody who are out there listening. We are on Facebook Live, so for those who are actually um, listening in via Poet Radio, you can actually also, brothers and sisters, uh, watch on Facebook Live. So I'm going to give you guys a moment and uh, give you guys a moment to go ahead and uh, share this video and invite people on. I'm going to give you guys a moment to do just that. And I want to say peace and blessings to everybody. Brother Messenger had a slight delay, but he will be here in a moment. Again, he had a slight delay, but he will be here in a moment brothers and sisters, and while he's on this way, and while you're on, and I'm on, I'm going to ask you guys to go ahead and uh, share this video right now. I'm going to ask you guys to go ahead and share this video. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I want to say peace and blessings to those who are out there. Uh, I can't see any comments or anything, so comment. There you go. Uh, Brother Stubbs, I see you out there, and I'm going to uh, let me see. I'm going to add some people. See if I can add and share. There you go. Invite friends. Okay, let's see if I can. There we go. I'm going to go ahead and hit some invites. I want to say good afternoon, good evening to those who are out there watching and looking. We're going to deal with the dietary law today on the show. And the reason why I say the dietary law, but I put the remix on it, brothers and sisters, is because we're going to deal with this from a different angle. A lot of times we have to spend a lot of time on uh, what people use to say, well, we don't have to do this anymore. So a lot of times we have to spend on where they get that information from in order for you to know so that when you run into it, you will know how to deal with that with understanding according to the Word of God. We're going to deal with Peter's vision in the book of Acts, the 10th chapter. We're going to also deal with um, um, the book of 1 Timothy, the 4th chapter. We're going to deal with that also as well. And we're going to deal with, it's not what goes inside of a man that defiles a man, but what comes out of him. We're going to deal with that scripture too. So we're going to deal with all those things, brothers and sisters. We're going to deal all the, with all those things on tonight's show um, as it relates to God's dietary law. Does he have one? Did he give us one? Is it still in existence? We're going to deal with all of that today, brothers and sisters, 
on the Bible Show 2000. So I'm giving you guys a chance to share the video and invite some people out to watch the live feed. And we're going to go through this book called The Bible. Not based on what you think, what you've been told, or what you've been taught. Not based on what I think or what I've been told or what I've been taught. But only based on what we can read from this book. Again, only based on what we can read from this book. And our motto here on the Bible Show Truth Hour is, if you cannot read it, then do not believe it. Again, if you cannot read it, then do not believe it. So we're going to go ahead and... Say this prayer and get right into the show, and we're going to go ahead and go live for our YouTube listenership, and um, we're going to go ahead and get up and running. So let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we thank you for allowing us to live to see another day, Father God, a day that you have made. We ask that you bless this lesson tonight, the dietary law, Peter's vision, remixed, Father God, that those who may hear may have understanding. And wisdom, Father God, and those who may have heard this this for the first time, that they may have gained new knowledge, Father God. I ask that you remove me and and lower me so that you may uh, come forth, Father God. That anything that comes from my mouth may be the truth based on what your word is and based on what is written in this book called the Bible, Father God. I ask that you bless everybody listening to the show. Bless their family, uh, bless their friends, bless their co-workers, and allow your word to go forth, Father God. And we ask all these things through your son Jesus' name, Yahshua. Amen. Amen, brothers and sisters. So, again, we thank you for tuning in. We're going to ask that you share, ask that you invite more people. We're going to talk about the dietary law. Did you know that God has a law of things that you can eat and things that you cannot eat when it comes to his animals? Again, did you know that God has a law of things that you can eat and that you cannot eat when it comes to his animals? So we are going to go through that in this book called the Bible. We're going to show you where to find everything that we're going to deal with on this show so that you can take notes. Go get your Bibles right now. We want you to read it with us. And uh, we definitely want you to share this word. And when you share it, when you tell people about what you learned today or what's been confirmed that you already knew today, when you are sharing this information with them, don't just tell it to them. Let them read it for themselves. That's the only way they get it. And you may not be the one that convinced them, but you may be the one that plant the seed in their minds, brothers and sisters, that there's something different out there than maybe what they thought that they knew. So let's go ahead and set up our uh, YouTube listeners, brothers and sisters, and let's go ahead and get ready for this show. Again, let's go ahead and get ready for this show. I want to welcome our YouTube listeners as well, welcome our Facebook listeners, and um, it's going to be a very powerful show. And we're going to go live.
slides showing black and white. But uh, we're going to see what happens. This is going to be interesting, brothers and sisters. Good evening, good evening, good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Dietary Law Remix, Part 1. There we go. I better copy that. All right, I think we're ready. Public. More options next. Go live. All right. Let's see what happens, brothers and sisters. This is the first time I've done this uh, on the YouTube, but uh, we're going to get it in. How y'all doing tonight? Everybody, how y'all doing? All right. Let's see what we can do now. I think we're just about ready, brothers and sisters. All right, let's go live. Let's see what happens. We want to welcome everyone to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. We are live on Facebook, y'all. We are live. We are live on Facebook, so you can go to YouTube. Let me know how it looks on YouTube. Go there. Type in the word Truth Hour TV. Again, type in the word Truth Hour TV. Let me know how it looks on there. But we're going to go ahead and get this thing started. Sister Key Israel, are you ready? Talk to me. All right, and let me go ahead and pull up these uh, scriptures, and we're going to go ahead and get this thing started, brothers and sisters. I'm excited about tonight's show. I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. Now, in today's lesson, we will uh, not only deal with the dietary law, but we will also deal with what those who don't believe in the dietary law use to say that, we are no longer under the dietary law. Let's set the rules on the table at the beginning of this lesson. Let's go ahead and set the rules, brothers and sisters. Now, we understand that God gave the law to Israel. We understand that. Through Moses, he gave the law to Israel. But the question is, does the law apply to all people? We want to set that on the table in the beginning, brothers and sisters. Does this law apply to all people? Now, the book says one Lord, one faith, one baptism. So if it's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, then that would say to me that what applies to the Israelites, what applies to us, brothers and sisters, because we are the Israelites um, that was taken and spread it through the four corners of the earth, as it's read in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, that's how we got over here. Um, it was already prophesied by God that our people, because of our disobedience, would be taken by ships. Read it for yourself. Deuteronomy 28:68, And to a house of bondage, like unto Egypt. And there we would be sold for bond men and bond women. So we know that we are part of that family. So this applies to us. We are not Gentiles, brothers and sisters. And I'm going to read to you in this lesson who the Gentiles are and who they are not. Because that's another thing. People say, well, this don't apply to us. We Gentiles. Well, I got news for you, brothers and sisters. 
The preachers that have been preaching that we are Gentiles are in error because they've said that if you are not a Jew, you are a Gentile. That is very much incorrect, brothers and sisters. Jew comes from the word Judah, which is only one of the 12 sons of Jacob. So if you're not a Jew, maybe you're of the tribe of Dan. Maybe you're of the tribe of Levi. They are all Israelites. So the law was given to Israel, brothers and sisters. So let's kill that theory up front, that if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. No, if you're not a Jew, you could be a Hamite or an African. Or you could be any one of the other 11 sons of Jacob. So let's just get that out the way up front. But we're going to prove that in our lesson today. Now, let's go ahead and go to our first scripture, brothers and sisters. At first, when God created us, we were only vegans. I'm going to say that again. We were only vegans when God first created us. Because in order for us to talk about these foods or these animals that God permitted us to eat, and God said that we cannot eat, first, brothers and sisters, we got to go back to the beginning to see when he put animals on the table for us to eat, because animals were not always on the table for us to eat. So let's go to see what God put on the table first for us to eat. Genesis, the first chapter. Genesis, the first chapter, and we're going to start at verse 29. Genesis, the first chapter, and start at verse 29. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed, which is upon the face of the earth, and every tree, and the which is the fruit of the tree-yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. So the only meat at this time when we were created that we were permitted to eat, brothers and sisters, were the vegetation that grew from the trees and came up from the ground. Verse 30, And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creep up upon the earth wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. So not only were we vegans, brothers and sisters, human beings, animals were vegans also. So you talk about your today carnivores, your your tigers, your your lions. Those those animals, brothers and sisters, that eat meat. When they were created, it was not permissible for them to eat other animals either. The only thing that was permissible for all of us to eat at the time were the things that grew from the tree or came from the seed. Of the ground. Now, black ice, well, why was this so? Well, this makes perfect sense, brothers and sisters, because when God created man, there was no such thing as anything being killed at that time. Again, there was no such thing as anything being killed. There was a law that you could not kill, brothers and sisters. Now, Moses was given it. Um, given these laws on a tablet of stone, but it was already in the heart of Adam and Eve. It was already in the heart of man. They knew that they could not kill. 
So how could you eat an animal? How could you eat meat? If nothing was to be killed, brothers and sisters. Remember we did a lesson last week and we showed you that the first thing in God's creation that died was an animal. Remember when he clothed Adam and Eve with coats of skin after they sinned? Well, where did he get the coats of skin from? From an animal. Because any time that sin takes place, blood has to be shed. Something has to be sacrificed. So now, animals, after the sin of man, was put on the table, brothers and sisters. Let's go ahead and read a little bit further. Let's go ahead and read a little bit further. Let's go to the book of Romans, the ninth chapter. The book of Romans, the ninth chapter. Now, this law, as I said earlier, did not pertain to all nations. Only those persons in those nations who accepted or accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So even if you who are called African American believe that you are a Gentile and you're not, this same law applies to anyone who accepts Jesus as his or her Lord and Savior. That means you become spiritual Israel. Well, let's go ahead and read it, brothers and sisters. Let's go ahead and read it. We're talking about um, Romans, the ninth chapter, verses 1 through 4. Romans, the ninth chapter, verses 1 through 4. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh. And this is Paul talking. So Paul said, for I wish that myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren. Who was Paul's brethren? And my kinsmen. Who was Paul's kinsmen? According to the flesh. So he's saying that he has a lineage. He has cousins. And he has brothers. And he has a family. Well, who are the family of Paul? And who are his kinsmen? And who is he a descendant of and from? Well, let's read a verse 4. Who are Israelites? Oh, so Paul was an Israelite. Who are Israelites to whom pertain of the adoption and the glory and the covenants? So the covenants, brothers and sisters, and the law pertained to Israel. <coughs> pertained to Israel. And the service of God and the promises. So all the promises pertain to the Israelites, the laws pertain to the Israelites, and the covenants pertain to the Israelites. So what does a non-Israelite have to do with teaching this word? And this is how we get into the trouble in the first place. We got Gentiles teaching the word of God, brothers and sisters. And it was not given for the Gentiles to teach it was given to the Israelites to teach the Gentiles so that they may be saved. 
Because God knew that once it got into the hands of the Gentiles and he began to teach this word, that he would begin to add and take away from this word, brothers and sisters. So you always got to go to the source. Who told you that you can eat anything that you want to eat and pray for it? It didn't come from this book. God didn't tell you that. But we're going to go ahead and continue further with our proof, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. So now, let's go back to the book of Genesis, the ninth chapter, where God put all meat on the table before a distinction was made of which meat was permissible. Let's go to Genesis, the ninth chapter, and verse 3. Turn your books to Genesis, the ninth chapter, and verse 3, and we're going to find out that at first God put all things on the table. All meat on the table, brothers and sisters. I'm going to start at verse 1, Genesis 9, 1 through 3. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and every fowl of the air, upon all that moveth upon the earth, and upon all the fishes of the sea, into your hand are they delivered. So now he's putting animals on the table, brothers and sisters. At Genesis 9 is the moment that God put animals on the table. Verse 3, every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green herb have I given you all things. So now you say, well, black eyes, well, see, God did put everything on the table for us to eat. Yes, brothers and sisters, but he's about to make a distinction out of all those animals, which ones were permissible to eat versus which ones were not permissible to eat. Now, let's go back a couple of chapters, and we're going to find out, brothers and sisters, after we go back a couple of chapters, we're going to find out why God made some of these animals permissible and why, why, some, why some, of these, some of these things were not permissible. So we're going to go to Genesis, the seventh chapter, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Genesis, the seventh chapter, and we're going to find out that God, before these animals were taken into the ark, brothers and sisters, why God made a distinction, brothers and sisters. So we're going to pick this thing up in Genesis 7. Genesis chapter 7. And we're going to start at verse 1 and 2. Genesis 7, 1 and 2. Go ahead, my brother. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have seen righteousness before me in this generation. Now, before we go here, brothers and sisters, we've always been taught that Noah took every animal into the ark by two. That Noah took every animal into the ark two by two. That is not true. Well, let's find out what the Bible says. Genesis 7 and 2. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by seven, and the male and his female. So he said the clean beast I want you to take by sevens. The male and the female. Well, I thought he took every animal two by two. 
Again, that's what we've been taught, brothers and sisters. But this show, the Bible show Truth Hour, is about biblical myths being exposed. And again, maybe you've never heard this before. But on this show, we go and show you where to find these hidden things that you maybe had not known. And they really wasn't hidden. They was just hidden from you. <laughs> Let's read that again. Genesis 7, verse 2. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by seven, the male and his female. Now, what about the beasts that are not clean? And of the beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. So, brothers and sisters, now God made a distinction as to which beasts were clean and which beasts were not clean, brothers and sisters. Again, he made a distinction as to which beasts were clean and which beasts were not clean because he was about to set up something, brothers and sisters. Again, he was about to set up something for us. So we want to go in a little bit further. We are in the book of Genesis, the seventh chapter. We're talking about the dietary law remixed. Is it permissible for us to eat catfish and pork and lobster and snail and many of the things that we're going to read about in this Bible that God said, no, I don't want you to eat it. But now we're just showing you in the book of Genesis, the seventh chapter, where God made a distinction between animals that were clean and animals that were unclean. Because you may say, well, Black Ice and Brother Messenger, what makes an animal clean and what makes an animal not clean? Well, brothers and sisters, you got to ask God that. <laughs> Why God chose to make some animals clean and not clean. Read that one more time, Brother Messenger, before we go to uh, the next verse. Go ahead. And of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female. And of the beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. So now we got the clean beast by sevens. And the unclean by two, well, why would you need more of the clean animals? Hmm. Because these were the only animals that God was permitting us to sacrifice for sin. Mm-hmm. And these were the only animals that God was permitting us to eat. So you were going to need more of these animals than the other animals because you were going to do more with those animals, brothers and sisters. Now, I just want you to do this. Brother Messenger, just one more verse. Yeah. Because I want them to see the word sevens again and show them that every animal was not two by two. Verse three. Of fowls also of the air by seven. Wow. The male and the female. To keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. So again, fowl also of the air by sevens, brothers and sisters. By sevens, why were we never taught on the movies? Hmm. <laughs> or why were we never taught in many of the churches that we go to about the sevens, about he took animals into the ark by sevens, male and female? Could it be, brothers and sisters, that those who were teaching this were teaching this in half-truth? Because, see, this is very important in our case of clean and unclean. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go ahead and continue, brothers and sisters, um, and find out where did Paul preach and who are the Gentiles. We're going to go back. Where did Paul preach? 
And who were the Gentiles for the message? I'm sorry, but I got a, the, some paper in the car okay. on the side of the driver's seat. All right. So pull that out because that, that's where we go into our lesson at. Uh, brothers and sisters, I found some interesting information. What I did was I researched and Googled where Paul taught at. This is another key piece of evidence in our show today to find out who Gentiles actually are. Because, again, some people seem to think that those who are called African-American or those who are descendants from the transatlantic slave trade are Gentiles. And that is not the case. So here we have all the places, brothers and sisters, where Paul went to teach. All the places where Paul went to teach, brothers and sisters. And we're going to read some of those things. I don't know if this is too small for you, Brother Bessages, to read. But let's go ahead and pull it up, brothers and sisters, and find out some of these places where Paul went to teach. And we're going to have a list of them. But before we go there, we got to go here. Let's find out who the Gentiles are. Let's go to Genesis, the 10th chapter. Verses 1 through 5. Genesis 10, chapter 1 through 5. Well, Black Eyes, what does this have to do with the dietary law? It has a lot to do with it. Because, again, some people make the case when they're talking about the dietary law that this does not apply to us. Okay? Now, Noah had three sons, right? Yeah. Let's go ahead and read it. Verse 1. Now, these are the generations of the sons of Noah. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And unto them were sons born after the flood. So we got three sons. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, we already know that Ham is the progenitor of the dark races, brothers and sisters. We already know that. We've read that several times, and we'll read it to you again tonight in the Bible Dictionary. Yeah, find it, brother. Why you over there? The Bible Dictionary. My man already on the same page. (laughs) But before we get to Ham, we're going to deal with Japheth, brothers and sisters. Before we deal with Ham, we're going to deal with Japheth. Yep, this is it. Before we deal with Ham, let's deal with Japheth, uh, Brother Messenger. But we're going to show you, brothers and sisters, according to the Young's Bible Dictionary. The Young's Bible Dictionary. We're going to show you who Ham is. But first, let's find out who this first son is, because this first son is where the Gentiles come from. Let's go ahead and read it, Brother Messenger. Genesis 10, and let give me 2 through 5. 2 through 5. The sons of Japheth, Gomer and Magog, and Madai, and Javan, and Tubal, and Mosesh. And Tyrus, and the sons of Gomer, Ashkenash, and Raphath, and Togomar, and the sons of Javan, Elisha, and Tarsh, and Tarshish, Katim, and Dudanim. So let's stop right there. All these are the sons of who? These are the sons of Japheth, Japheth. brothers and sisters. 
We're not talking about no other sons, no other descendants, only Japheth, brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. But And read to me verse 5, Genesis 10 and 5, brothers and sisters. Take this to your pastor and show your pastor this, brothers and sisters. Now, what about these sons of Japheth? Verse 5. By these were the isles of the Gentiles. What, what, what do you mean by these? By who? The sons of Japheth. Only one son, brothers and sisters, do the Gentiles come from. Read that again, verse 5. By these were the isles of the Gentiles divided in their land, everyone after his tongue, after their families and their nation. Now, we know that Gentiles only come from Japheth. And the land of Japheth, brothers and sisters, is the land of Asia Minor, which today parts of that is Europe, brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. Again, part of that is the European continent. So the seed of Japheth are non-black people, brothers and sisters. Now, color has nothing to do with our lesson today, but as far as identifying purposes of who the Gentiles are, these would be your descendants off of the European continent, brothers and sisters, and those who are connected to the European continent. Let's read about the second son. Let's read about Ham, verse 6. Go ahead. And the sons of Ham, Cush and Mazraim, and Put and Canaan. Now we know Mizraim is another name for Egypt. We know that that's in Africa. We know that the land of Canaan is in Africa, brothers and sisters, and these are African people. So the sons of Ham are black. Yes. But they are not Gentile. Nope. Because only the seed of Japheth are Gentiles. Now look in this dictionary, brother messenger, and read about the definition of Ham according to the Bible dictionary. Ham, a son of Noah and the father of Cush, Egypt, Put, and Canaan. While they may have all been dark-skinned, they were not the progenitors of the Negroid race. Well, wait a minute. Didn't they call us Negro over here in America? And they still do. In the 60s, they were calling us Negro, brothers and sisters, because... We are not African, and we are not descendants of Ham. Mm -hmm. Israelites have always passed for Africans, brothers and sisters. You know the African king, Pharaoh? Mm -hmm. There was a baby that was found in a basket, and the daughter of Pharaoh took that baby in, and that baby passed for the grandson mm -hmm. of this black king. How is that possible? And that baby name was... Moses. And how was it possible for Moses to pass for the grandson of a black king unless this Israelite baby named Moses was black himself? Mm -hmm. <coughs> Joseph, the great dream interpreter, brothers and sisters, his brothers didn't even recognize him when they came looking for food because there was a famine in the land. Joseph had to look like the Egyptians in order for him to pass for an Egyptian, although 
Joseph was an Israelite. So, brothers and sisters, Israelites have always passed for Africans. That's where the mistake comes in with our people, brothers and sisters. No, we are not Gentile. Even if we were African, we still wouldn't be Gentile, brothers and sisters. But our true identity are Israelites, and that's why it's important for you to know this dietary law, because it pertains to us, brothers and sisters. It pertains to us. And anyone who accepts Jesus as his or her Lord and Savior, it pertains to you, too. So let's go to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, brothers and sisters. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Let's go to the book of Ephesians. If there is one God, one faith, and one law for all people, all who profess Jesus as their Lord and Savior should be speaking the same language of what we're reading in this book. However, because there is a dispute, we must go to the word to settle all disputes, Brother Messenger. Ephesians 4, 4 through 6. Let's see what the book says when there is a dispute or a disagreement in terms of this book called the Bible. Ephesians 4, 4 through 6. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. So, how many faiths is it, Brother Messenger? One. How many spirits is it, Brother Messenger? One. How many gospels are there, Brother Messenger? One. One, brothers it's and one. sisters. So, if this is the gospel, if this is where the spirit and the faith comes from, then what we are finding should be in this book, and we all should be speaking the same language. But since we're not Speaking the same language, we got to go to Second Peter, Brother Messenger. Second Peter, the first chapter. Second Peter, the first chapter. Now, what God gave us was the books of the law and the scripture, which are from Genesis to Malachi. That's what God gave us, brothers and sisters. After that were the books of the gospel. The books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. After that was the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. After that, brothers and sisters, were the letters of Paul. Both to the churches and to his helpers. Mm -hmm. And the last was the book of Revelations, brothers and sisters. The book of Prophecy, the revelation of Jesus Christ. The question to all of you who are listening to this show, brothers and sisters, Hmm. If Paul didn't write any scriptures, nor in his letters did he write anything new, why can't those of you who deny the fact that there is a dietary law prove it other than using Paul's writings? I'm going to say that again. For those of you who say that the dietary law no longer exists, Remove all of Paul's letters and prove it to me. You only go to the letters of Paul to find something that he wrote to the churches or to his helpers 
to say, well, Paul said this. Paul said that. Paul didn't write nothing that was, that was new. The only thing that he wrote in his letters, which are not scriptures, brothers and sisters, were reference to scripture. Let's read it, brother messenger. Second Peter one sixteen through twenty one. Second Peter one sixteen through twenty one. Go ahead. But we have not followed cunningly devised faith. Uh huh. When we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory. When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard. And when we... And we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, uh-huh. until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. It doesn't matter what you think, how you feel, what you've been told, or what you've been taught. It doesn't matter how we feel, what we think, what we've been told, or what we've been taught. The only thing that matters, brothers and sisters, is what we read out of this book. So please don't say, well, you know, I just feel Whenever you say that, you are already in error because it ain't about how you feel. It ain't about what you think. It's only about what you can read out of this book. Read that one more time for me, Brother Messenger. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. Continue. For the prophecy came not in old. In old time, by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So everything that's in Paul's writings, his letters, brothers and sisters, is references to scriptures. Mm-hmm. And he said the scriptures were not written by uh by the will of man. By the will of man. That's that's the word I was looking for. But by holy men who were inspired by God. So now, brothers and sisters, let's go to the book of Leviticus. Mm. Let's go to the book of Leviticus, the 11th chapter. And let's see what these holy men or this holy man, Moses, wrote upon inspiration from God. And I want you to know the difference between a covenant and a law. Yeah. The covenant is a promise, brothers and sisters. The law is when God says, speak to the children of Israel and tell them that I said this. (laughs) You shall not command them this and command them that. Let's get into this dietary law, brothers and sisters. I had to set up the table so that you could understand the foundation of where the dietary law comes from. Let's go to the book of Leviticus, the 11th chapter, 
This is going to be a little bit lengthy, Brother Messenger. Okay. But y'all need to hear this, brothers and sisters. Leviticus 11, chapter, verses 1 through 23. Let's go, brother. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying unto them, uh-huh. Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, These are the beasts which ye shall eat among all beasts that are on the earth. Whosoever partaketh the hoof, whosoever part of part the hoof, of the hoof uh-huh. and is cloven-footed, uh-huh. and cheweth the cud, among the beasts that shall ye eat. Nevertheless, these shall ye not eat of them that chew the cud, mm-hmm. or of them that divide the hoof, as the camel, because he cheweth the cud, but divided not the hoof. He is unclean unto you. So what we here have here, brothers and sisters, is a requirement that the animals must have in order for us to eat. There are three requirements, and the requirement is he must chew the cud, mm-hmm. be clove-footed, brothers and sisters, and part of the hoof. I'm going to say that again. He must part the hoof, he must chew the cud, and be clove-footed. Now, I want to show you something, brothers and sisters. I want to show you something... Uh, let's see. I want to go into another Bible and show you which one is that one? That was 11 and verse 3? 11. I want to show you something, brothers and sisters, of how they take these other Bibles. They take these other Bibles and then they change what's up in here. Okay? So that's verse 3, right? Mm-hmm. Le- Leviticus 11 and 3. It says right here, you may eat any animal that has a divider hoof and that chews the cud. What's missing, brothers and sisters? <laughs> and this is the new international version of the Bible. That's why we read from the King James Version. Now read that again, Leviticus 11 and 3, and then I'm going to read it again here. In the New International Version, 11 and 3. And let's see what's missing. Go ahead. Whatsoever parted the hoof, and is cloven-footed, mm-hmm. and cheweth the cud, among the beasts that shall ye eat. How many things was that, Brother Matthew? That was three. That was three. I'm going to read it from here. New International Version, Leviticus 11 and 3. You may eat any animal that has divided hoof and that chews the uh, cud. That's two. Where is the part of the hoof, brothers and sisters? Let's read, uh, I'm sorry, cloven-footed. So now let's read Leviticus 11, the third chapter, and the New Living Translation. That was the New International. But let's read the New Living Translation. It says here, you may eat any animal that has completely split hooves and choose the cud. But there's no parting the hoof here. You see how they can manipulate, brothers and sisters, you into doing something that you're not supposed to do because they've taken things out of the book? Here it is, the English um, standard translation. Let's see if this one has three. What parts the hoof and is clove-footed and choose the cut? So that one is correct. Mm. But you have several Bibles, brothers and sisters, that take one out of the three. 
it's dangerous when you change the Bible and you go to these new translations. Let's go to number four, my brother. Nevertheless, these shall ye not eat of them that chew the cud, or of them that divided the hoof, as the camel, because he cheweth the cud, but divided not the hoof, he is unclean unto you. He doesn't have all three. Continue. And the cooney, because he cheweth the cud, but divided not the hoof, he is unclean to you. Let's go to number seven and read about this pork, brother messenger, this bacon and this ham. Let's read about this pork. Go ahead. And the swine, though he divide the hoof and be cloven-footed. He has two out of the three, but he don't have all three. Go ahead. Yet he cheweth not the cud. He don't chew the cud. He is unclean to you. Continue. Of their flesh shall ye not eat, and their carcass shall ye not touch. They are unclean to you. Now, who is this talking, Brother Messenger? Who gave this Directive. This is God. This is so if God told you not to eat it, then how can we go back and change something that God tells us not to do? Now, I know some of y'all saying, well, what about Peter's vision? We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that next. So, Brother Messenger, now we know what animals we're not supposed to eat. But what about the fish, Brother Messenger? 10 and 11, Leviticus 11 Verses 10 and 11. Go ahead, my brother. And all they have not fins and scales in the sea, and in the rivers of all that moves in the water, and of any living thing which is in the water, they shall be an abomination unto you. So if they don't have fins and scales, we are not supposed to eat it. Your catfish, brothers and sisters, is a smooth body fish. It does not have scales. We are not supposed to be eating catfish. We're not supposed to be eating lobster. It doesn't have fins and scales. We're not supposed to be eating oysters or snails. It doesn't have fins and scales. I didn't say it. We're reading it right here from this book called the Bible. Now, we've read Leviticus 11 and 10. Let's confirm it by the next verse, verse 11. They shall be even an abomination unto you. Ye shall not eat of their flesh. But ye shall have their carcasses in abomination. Continue. Whosoever have no whatsoever fin, whatsoever have no fins, fins nor scales in the water, that shall be an abomination unto you. So we can't eat those things that don't have fins and scales. Now, for the sake of time, brothers and sisters, you can read all of this on your own. All of this on your own. But what I want to close with this, brother messenger. It's verses 46 and 47. This is the law of the beast. Wait a minute. This is the what? This is the what? Did it say this is the law? It said this is the the law, law, brothers and sisters. This is God's law. Go ahead. Read it again, Brother Matthew. This is the law of the beast and of the fowl. And of every living creature that moveth in the water, and of every creature that creepeth upon the earth, to make a difference between the unclean and the clean, and between the beast that may be eaten and the beast that may not be eaten. How much clearer can you get than this, brothers and sisters? This is the law of the beast 
that may be eaten and may not be eaten. Now, I know what y'all are going to say. Well, wait a minute. Peter had a vision, and God said, don't call that unclean, which I have made clean. Well, you want to go there? Let's go there. Acts, the 10th chapter. We're going to break this thing out, brothers and sisters. Let's go straight to the to one of the main chapters and verses used to say that God or the God of this book changed things. God all of a sudden changed his mind. All right, so I got a problem with this, man. We <laughs> ain't under the law no more. We under grace. Let's read it. Let's read it. Oh, it's in this book. It's in this book. Let's read it. What is saying? What is it? Acts the 10th chapter. We're going to go right to the verses that people use to say that we're no longer under the law, that God cleaned what he called unclean. You can't clean what's unclean, brothers and sisters. Well, let's read the verses that they use. Acts the 10th chapter, 11 through 15. Go ahead, my brother. And saw heaven opened. And a certain vessel descended unto him. So Peter saw heaven open, and a certain vessel descended unto him. He had he was hungry, fell into a trance. Go ahead, continue. As it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creepy things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, rise, Peter, kill, and eat. And and wait a minute. Peter heard a voice said, rise, Peter, kill, and eat. You telling me to do something that is against the law. And what was Peter's response at verse 14? But Peter said, not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Peter said, I have never eaten anything common or unclean. Why? Because it is against the dietary law or the law of the beast of things that may or may not be eaten, according to what we just read in the book of Leviticus, the 11th chapter. Verse 15. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. So now that's the verse that people use to say, Well, God cleaned up those unclean animals. God showed Peter a vision of all these wild beasts and creeping things, and he said, rise, Peter, kill, and eat. Mm. And Peter said, no, Lord, I ain't eating that stuff. That's against your law. I've never eaten anything common or unclean. And the Lord said, call not thou unclean, uh, uh, common, which I have made clean. So now that's where we get into the trouble at, brothers and sisters. But let Brother Messenger and I break this thing down to you with understanding of what this actually means. We teach here on the Bible Show Truth Hour that when you're reading a chapter, first you must establish a subject, brothers and sisters. What is the subject of this chapter? Let's go back to the beginning. Acts, the 10th chapter. And let's start at verse 1. Let's see what this chapter is talking about. Go ahead. Mm, mm, mm. Acts, the 10th chapter, verse 1. Let's find out what this chapter is talking about. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man, and one that feared God with all his house which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. 
He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming in to him, saying unto him, Cornelius. Let's stop right there. The first three verses is talking about a man. It's talking about a Gentile by the name of Cornelius, brothers and sisters. So this whole chapter is talking about this man named Cornelius, brothers and sisters. So let's find out what about Cornelius we need to know to understand the meaning of this chapter. Go ahead, my brother. Um, um, Next verse. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thy alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send me to Joppa and call for one Simon whose surname is Peter. So the angel told him, send men to Joppa and go and find Peter. Okay? So now the men are going to find Peter. God first had to work on Cornelius. Mm -hmm. But now God needs to work on Peter so when these men get there to him, Peter can accept them, okay? So now let's start at verse 9, and now let's find out what this is really talking about. Acts 10, and let's go to 9 and read down. On the morrow, which is the next day, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. So Peter went up on the roof to pray. Go ahead. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. So he was hungry. He was waiting on them to finish preparing the meal, and he fell into the trance. And what happened while he fell into the trance? Go ahead. And he saw heaven open, and a certain vessel descended unto him, as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth. Wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and the wild beasts, and creeping things and fowl of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said not, Not so. Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. This is the first piece in our evidence, brothers and sisters. Highlight and underline the words common or unclean. We need to know those two terms, common or unclean, and what our proof is as to what this is really talking about. Let's go ahead and continue. This was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Uh huh. Now while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which had he had seen should mean. So you mean to tell me that you know what the vision that Peter had was about? And Peter didn't even know. Peter was doubting in himself what the vision should mean. So now I want you to underline the next key piece of evidence, which is the word doubted. So we got common or unclean, and we got the word doubted. Now while Peter doubted in himself as to what this vision should mean, go ahead and continue. Behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry of Simon's house and stood before the gate. So now God is working on Peter. 
because he knows that once these men come, Peter is not going to trust them, brothers and sisters, or deal with them. So what did God tell Peter at verse 20? Go ahead. Arise, therefore, and get thee down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. So Peter was doubting first what the vision should mean, and then God tells him, go with these men, doubting nothing. So what does Cornelius, these men, and this vision of clean and unclean beasts have to do with each other? Well, let's find out, Brother Messenger. Let's go all the way down to verse 24 and read down, and let's find out what the meaning of the beast and the unclean being made clean really actually meant. Go ahead. And the morrow after they entered the intercessory, and Cornelius waited for them, and had called together his kinsmen and near friends. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up, I myself also am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. And he said unto them, Ye know how that is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation. So it was unlawful, brothers and sisters, for a man that was a Jew to keep company with Gentiles. Mm -hmm. But God was about to do something here. God was about to show them something here. And he used Cornelius, and he used this vision that he had of clean and unclean beasts to show him Peter, what he was about to do. And what did he do, Brother Messenger? Continue reading at 28. But God had shewed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. The vision that Peter had, brothers and sisters, was not about animals. When God said, don't call that no more unclean what I have made clean. So I asked you to underline the word common or unclean because I wanted to show you, brothers and sisters, that the vision that God showed Peter of wild beasts represented the Gentiles. But God said right here, don't call any man common or unclean. So next time you read this, brothers and sisters, know that the vision was about men and not about animals. Now, why would God compare these Gentiles to wild beasts? What do they call themselves, brothers and sisters? Chicago has a basketball team. What do they call them? The Chicago Bulls. Chicago has a football team, and what do they call themselves? The Chicago Bears. They have a team in Detroit. And what do they call their football team in Detroit? The Detroit Lions. (laughs) And what do they call their baseball team? The Detroit Tigers. You got the Seahawks. (laughs) You got got the Bengals. (laughs) You can keep going and going. These 
Caucasian Gentiles have always referred to themselves as wild beasts. And they were considered unclean, brothers and sisters, is because they didn't circumcise themselves the foreskin of their penis. Mm -hmm. So, but God was showing them that I am going to accept the ones that accept Jesus. And these are going to be the ones that I'm going to clean up, brothers and sisters. So, no, this had nothing to do with the dietary law, so you can't use this one anymore, brothers and sisters. Now, let's go here, brothers and sisters, to the book of 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter, the book of 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter. And this is another chapter that they use to say that the dietary law is no more. 1 Timothy 4, and let's read 1 through 8, Brother Messenger. First, let's establish the subject matter. Go ahead. 1 Timothy 4, what's the subject matter? Go ahead. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctors of devils. So the subject here, brothers and sisters, is that people will depart from the faith. Why? Because of seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Let's read what some of these seducing spirits and doctrines of devils are. Let's go to verse 3. Forbidding to marry. Who forbids to marry, brothers and sisters? Well, we have a religion that says that if you become a nun or you become a priest, you cannot marry. That's not from God, brothers and sisters, but that's a seducing spirit and a doctrine of a devil. Let's read what one of the other ones are. And command, commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. The key here is you believe and know what the truth is, brothers and sisters. And the truth is, God has a dietary law. We just read it. So if you are a vegetarian or a vegan, you can't impose upon me your veganism and say that what I'm doing is wrong. Because all I'm doing is following the dietary law, and I'm eating things that part the hoof, chew the clud, or is clove-footed. Or I'm eating fish that have fins and scales. You can't create a doctrine out of your veganism because maybe today it's healthier to be a vegan, but it does not mean that I've broken the law because I'm eating animals that are permissible for me to eat. So for those who do that, you have just created a seducing spirit and a doctrine of the devil. Let's go ahead and read the next one. For it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. I'm sorry. Oh, every, for for every, every creature of God is good. Now, every creature of God is good, but every creature of God is not good to eat. Go ahead. And nothing to be refused, if it be received with thanksgiving. So they say right here that even if it's pork, all you got to do is pray over it. If it's catfish, all you got to do is pray over it. That did not come from this book, brothers and sisters. That is a seducing spirit and a doctrine of devil. We're reading it right here in the book of 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter. Read that one more time, verse 4. For every creature of God is good, 
and nothing to be refused. Nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, brothers and sisters, or giving thanks or prayer of it, doesn't make something that's unclean clean. Go ahead, verse 5. For it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. And we know that that's not true. Go ahead, verse 6. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourishing up in the words of faith and of good doctrine whereunto thou hast attained. But refuse profane and old wise fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. So that's telling you right here, brothers and sisters, that you have to allow your spirit to control your flesh versus your flesh to control your spirit. We know that we came up in America as slaves, and we know we ate everything that the slave master gave us, brothers and sisters. We understand that. But we didn't know any better at that point. Today, we're reading God's word, and we know God's word, brothers and sisters, and now we know better. So the things that we used to do and the things that we used to like, the things that are against God, we can no longer do those things. 11 through 16, Brother Messenger. These things command and teach. Let not man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in, in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. To win. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. So we got to read, brothers and sisters. Give attendance to reading. Don't just listen to what's said from the person behind the pulpit. Don't just listen to what was said from your grandmother and your mother because they, their knowledge was limited. They were not exposed to all of the information that we have today. So it's upon us to learn and read so that we can save ourselves. Verse 14, neglect not the gift that is in thee which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, and that profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. This is about saving yourself, brothers and sisters, and those who hear you. So if you're teaching people things that are contrary to this book, you are in danger, and they are in danger too, but their blood is on your hand. So we got to teach this word according to what's written so that we could abide by it and save ourselves, but in the process, teach you things for you to save your own self. We only got a couple of more places to go, brothers and sisters. Mark the seventh chapter. Mark the seventh chapter. And this is another one that you use. We got to take you to all the places that they're going to take you, brothers and sisters, because you need to know how to properly read these scriptures, brothers and sisters. Okay. Mark seven chapter. 
And let's go, Brother Messenger. We're closing out right now. Then came together unto him the Pharisees and a certain of the scribes, which came from Jerusalem. And when they saw some of his disciples eating eat bread with defiled, that is say, it is is to say, with unwashing hands they found fault. So this is talking about the disciples that the Pharisees saw that was eating without washing their hands, brothers and sisters. That's all this is talking about. They had a problem with it. Jesus is about to correct them. Let's go ahead and see what Jesus said to those Pharisees at verse 6. He answered and said unto them, Well have Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites. Isaiah prophesies of all you hypocrites. Go ahead. As it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. How by in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines that commandments of men, for laying aside the commandment of God. Ye hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups and many other such like things ye do. That, that, that's your commandment, that you want me to wash my hands before I eat. Yeah, it's more of a sanitary thing to do, but it's not breaking no law. So he's saying you more worried about that than you are worried about the law. So you're saying my hands are dirty, and when I touch the food and put it in my mouth, the food is going to be dirty too. And Jesus is saying, why are you worried about all that? You need to be worried about your mind state and why you are more so prone to keep the commandments of men rather than the commandments of God. Let's go ahead down for the sake of Time, brother messenger, and let's go to verse 17 and down. And when he was entered into the house from the people, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. And he said unto them, Are ye so without understanding also? And that's what we're saying to you all that say that the dietary law is no longer in existence. Are you so without understanding also? Continue. Do ye not perceive that whatsoever thing from without entering into the man, it cannot defile him? So let's go ahead and explain this, brothers and sisters. It's not the fact that you eat in pork that defiles you. That's a part of it. But it's the fact that you are willing to break the dietary law of God. So your mind has to be corrupt before you can put anything corrupt in your body. So it don't start from the outside. It starts from what's in here. If you say, well, I don't care what God said in the book of Leviticus, the 11th chapter. I love me some bacon. I love me some ham. And I'm just going to have to bite the bullet on this one. What defiled you was your thinking. It was your thinking that defiled you, that made you able to do the things that God asked you not to do. Go ahead and continue at verse 15. Verse, no, we at verse. Uh, I'm sorry, verse 19, go ahead. Because it entered not into his heart, but into the belly, and going out into the drop, 
purging all meats. Mm-hmm. And he said, that which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of what, men. What comes out of the heart of men? Go ahead. Perceive evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, murderers, thieves, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lavishness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Brothers and sisters, the definition of sin is transgression of the law. And anything that is against the law is against God and Christ. And anything that is against Christ, it is anti-Christ, brothers and sisters. That's what makes it evil. So this whole chapter is about eating food with hands that are not washed, the Pharisees complaining about it, and Jesus letting them know, don't be so worried about my disciples eating their food with unclean hands. You need to be more worried about the thought that you have in your mind because from those thoughts that you have come fornication, murder, adultery, covetedness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. Brothers and sisters, this has nothing to do with food itself. Over and over in this Bible, God keeps using the example of food for his purpose. Let's close this thing out, Brother Messenger. Why is this so important, brothers and sisters? It's because you and I are going to be judged on this dietary law amongst other things. I'm going to say that again. You and I are going to be judged on this dietary law as we are going to be judged on other laws that he has. Revelations 20, 12 and 13, two verses. Revelations 20, 12 and 13. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. Now, the books that were open are the 66 books of this Bible, brothers and sisters. Go ahead. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. So you're going to be judged according to your actions, brothers and sisters. You're going to be judged according to your actions. So if you choose to continue to break the dietary law or any other law that you are knowledgeable of, brothers and sisters, this is something that you're going to be accountable for and you're going to be judged by. So that's why it's important for us to inform you of this dietary law so that you would know this for yourself. So let's close out, Brother Messenger. We got one more place to go, and this is for those who teach against the law of God or specifically the dietary law of God. Let's see what God calls those men and those women. Second Corinthians, the 11th chapter. Verses 1 through 4. 2 Corinthians 11, 1 through 4. Go ahead, my brother. Would to God ye could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Uh-huh. 
But I fear lest any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. So your mind shall be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So the devil will corrupt you with these commercials. Red Lobster. (laughs) They got nice little jingles, brothers and sisters. Pork. The other white meat. And all these pictures of these pigs and these cartoons. And my father used to work for Agar Ham Company, brothers and sisters. And they had the three pigs on the truck. Remember Moo and Oink? (laughs) Yeah, that's old. Brothers and sisters. So they got all these pretty little songs and they got all these colorful commercials and they make it look real good for you to do the wrong thing. They make it look real right for you to do the wrong thing. But he said, don't let that corrupt you, brothers and sisters. And the Bible is a simple thing. Don't let that simplicity corrupt you either. Let's go ahead and continue. Verse 4. For if he that cometh preaches another Jesus, not the Jesus that said that you can't eat some of the things that he told you not to eat, don't tell me about that Jesus. I want to know about the Jesus that gave me a dietary law. For if he come up and preach of another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. Brothers and sisters, those who teach you all that the dietary law is no longer, that's another Jesus. That's another gospel. That's another spirit, brothers and sisters, and we won't accept it because it's not the Jesus of this book. But we're going to tell you what these people are, according to this book called the Bible, 2 Corinthians 11, chapter, verse 13. Let's go ahead and read it. But such a false apostle. They what? They what? False apostles. They false apostles, brothers and sisters. And they're trying to get you to lose your salvation. Continue. Deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And not and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So, brothers and sisters... They're going to be judged for sending you off as well, brothers and sisters, as we're going to be judged and be held accountable for this dietary law and other law, brothers and sisters. Now, I'm not saying that we're perfect or any of you are perfect, brothers and sisters, because the devil has gotten so sophisticated that he got pork in your toothpaste, that he got pork in the bubble gum that you chew because All Wrigley products are made with pork in it. All gelatin products are made with pork in it, brothers and sisters. Even at Sharks, whether you go get your 50 pieces of chicken from, well, I'm not going to say Shark. I'm not going to use their brand. But in many of these places where they are frying our chicken, they're frying our chicken in lard. So they're are many, many ways that you're going to consume pork, brothers and sisters, and not even know it. 
God is not going to hold you accountable for those things that you don't know, brothers and sisters. Because man and Satan has has uh, de- uh, um, deceitfully put these things in other products, brothers and sisters. But do your research and keep this law, brothers and sisters. And we thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour. Brother Messenger, pray us out, my brother. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to say thank you. Father God, we pray, Father God, that every ear that was listening, Father God, via Facebook or YouTube, Father God, that they heard the word, Father God, that it was written. We ask and pray, Father God, that they were edified as you were glorified. We thank you for this opportunity, Father, to be used. In your mighty Son, Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. And we want to thank you. And for those of you who want to be notified that we are live on the air, brothers and sisters, when we go live every Tuesday at um, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, text your name and the keyword Truth Hour to 312-719-7310. Text your name and the keyword Truth Hour to 312 312- Seven one nine seven three one zero, and we will send you a text message right before we go on the air to let you know that we are live. We're going to go ahead and sign out right now uh, for our YouTube channel. Go ahead. Go ahead now. And for those of you on Facebook Live, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's called Truth Hour TV. Truth Hour TV. I don't know how much time we got on this battery, Brother Messenger, but I'm going to try to real quick uh, to see... I think this battery is not going to make it, y'all, on this phone. But let me see if we can go to a caller real quick. Caller, you are out there. Um, Greetings, name, brothers. This is this is Mary Mustafa. Hey. Hey, brother messenger. I know you got my phone number. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. <laughs> I guess that's all, that's all that's all I need to say. But I do want to say this for all of us that didn't know better and I do say us we should do better after hearing your message for the night because I think the fact is there is a lack of knowledge also. Yes. 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 I believe so too. Yes, so I'm hoping and praying for all the listeners out there. Now that you know, remember, you are accountable for what you know, not for what you don't know. That is true. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. And y'all have a a blessed night. You too. You too. That was uh, Sister Mary Mustafa and... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.